We're back with part two of our conversation with John Gibbs. We pick up where we left off as Gibbsy is turning a corner and he tells us about how coming of age moments shape you and reflecting deeper, we explore what was the missing piece in his spirit. You'll hear me pontificate probably again about blue collar jobs, but John gives some interesting reaction to that and how a young person in Marin might process working in the trades instead of the traditional four-year college route. And just as I thought we were about to conclude, we go on a sort of final riff about how religion and faith can get weaponized. So buckle up. It's part two, the final part of my journey update. Where are they now? John Gibbs, you're in LA. Enjoy. You have started to turn this corner. Uh, yeah. And I wonder how, no, your ability yeah. to love yourself and love others, your ability to, you know, be at peace with yourself and others. You yeah. Know, yeah. How, um, how has your spiritual life started to change now? I don't know. Like, I think having like a coming of age moment, um, where um i kind of almost missed out on my coming of age moment where i was like i was gonna go to school and i was gonna like fly the coop i mean it's like you could this is a crucial moment for adulthood or feeling good about yourself whether it's hitting grand slams or just feeling good like feeling like you're on a track of some sort yeah and then having that day-to-day progress or like year-to-year progress and feeling good like which i think is the much more important thing um like i said before having that coming age moment is like more crucial than i took for you know than i thought at the time um when i came back from school um in my life now you know having sort of been out on my own and sort of like felt like I was going to put things together myself and sort of like feel that progress. Um, I think that's, that's probably the the big thing is like, um, because way, are for you, me, are you saying the, the thing that started you on a, on a trajectory, a more positive yeah. trajectory is that yeah. the coming of age moment for you has been, I went out on my own. I tried to do it on my own. I fell on my face, but I've gotten up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm back and, and I'm back right. sort of back and on I realized the horse, as it would. I'm going to be yeah. okay. I'm going <laughs> to be all right. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think, yeah. So sort of a second part of just like sort of having that, that flying the coop moment again. And then with the added benefit, that second caveat, you're right. It's like sort of been through an unexpectedly, um, tough period of time sort of coming out the other side and learning what i've learned and sort of feeling okay and again like trying to find the secret sauce i don't think i'm going to be able to prevent you know i'm not going to be able to sort of stop people from having that moment themselves you know what i mean whether how big or small like a bad moment is going to be in your life yeah all i can say is that it is a part of life like you yeah. It, it's not all good <laughs> and it's, yeah. you can, you, we're building, you know, you're always building strategies to try to sort of have a good life and like, yeah. you know, want to have good things, yeah. but it is okay 
to feel really bad. I, yeah, I know it's funny to me because it happened about the same age for me. There were there were a lot of uh, tragedies that had happened to me in college. Yeah. Uh, well, not yeah. to me personally, but into really everyone in my circle, my parents, my mm-hmm. brother and sister, mm-hmm. my closest friends of family. And mm-hmm. uh, you do, you go through those painful moments and you don't have, I mean, you have people that you can rely on, but not in the same way because you're on your own and mm-hmm. you come out the other end of it. Okay. And you kind of, it's like, you're touching yourself over going, I'm yeah. still here. I'm still yeah. here. There is like, there, we did it. Yeah. Some way. What you're describing again, this comes straight out of scripture, John, this is, yeah. Jesus' half brother James starts his letter off to the church by saying, Consider it pure joy when you experience trials of many kinds, because the testing of your faith produces endurance so that Mm -hmm. you may be wise and lacking in nothing. It's, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, we don't wish those events on anybody, but the reality is when you come out of those hard times, okay like it is a huge step in kind of spiritual maturity i think you know yeah and it's it's a unique it's unique to every single person like your own trials are your own trials right like that's such an important uh, thing to recognize because what is a hardship for me might not be a hardship for you because you've had a different upbringing and yeah yeah and for Mm -hmm. people that are like currently struggling like Mm -hmm. you might feel like you're alone and in some ways like people want to support you but in some ways if you're looking for somebody that can relate that might be hard Mm -hmm. because again those problems are uniquely your own and they can try their best and yeah um i mean we've all experienced sadness we've all experienced frustration and guilt but yeah. the specific like thing that yeah, yeah, the specific <laughs> thing that occurred that caused it for you, it, it might be yeah. hard to find someone that has that same right. exact experience. Pulling from scripture, it's it's like uh. I probably should have been messing around less in Sunday school, or else I'd be better equipped. <laughs> I think. Well, what's, no, what's you don't awesome... have to quote it, man. You're you're exactly. living it. You're living it out. Yeah. that's yeah, far exactly. more important than than just knowing it. So yeah, I guess you know. Yeah. Uh, interesting that you know it might be a transition into like what what sort of my faith has been for me or my experience with the church has been for me is like the thing about churches i don't typically remember a lot of the the scripture Mm -hmm. bits or and Mm -hmm. but that being said there's a whole lot about the relationship with the world and the experiences you're going to have You know, it's a it's a compilation of stories and, mm-hmm. you know, it's experiences that are, I think, you you know, purely human. There's, it's, it's all about the human experience. And, mm-hmm. you know, Christianity is one way that we have sort of read yeah. those stories. There's multiple ways that people have yeah. read stories of what's come before. Yeah. And um, it's just sort yeah. of being able to take those experiences and apply them to your own, mm-hmm. um, your own experience your own and sort of. That's the whole thing about, um, I think that's a big part of religion is like sort of going to a place where you can sort of reflect either on current things or reflect against, you know, stories of the past or reflect on different things. And for young kids, which is um, 
which I think it's a big tool, you know, um, being a part of um, a church or synagogue or mosque is just is having that foundation of those stories that sort of prepares you for life mm. in some ways and yeah. gives you those experiences just like scientists look through books of mm -hmm. you know or scientists look through sure. history and sort of see things or yeah. you know um in terms of yeah um even up to like some of the yeah. worst things in the world you know looking yeah. back allows you to you know yeah. war strategy in the worst yeah. sense is is yeah. you know looking at history to go to the future yeah. or looking at iterative science and different yeah. things where it's all about sort of coming from a place yeah. from before and yeah yeah i i it's the the my religious experience is an interesting one because i because it was such a big part when i was really young mm -hmm. um i sort of took less of um an involvement later and later in life um but um and you know i i but i think and I had said this, I was trying to look for my confirmation paper that I wrote um, mm -hmm. for Bethany when I was like 13 or something, yeah. 13, 14. Yeah. And it, the final paper was like, what does, what does, or what's your perspective on the church or what's your, what's your relationship to the church? And, yeah. and which I've always found awesome just in that prompt, I've always found awesome about Westminster is that um, it's sort of always your own interpretation and it's always um welcome that you can have a difference of or a differing level of involvement or a differing level of interpretation where yeah it's great you're learning what you want to learn and, yeah. and it's like you can take those bits and mm -hmm. pieces um and always from a positive sort of mm -hmm. light so yeah in my paper i think i i think i think i wrote something about you know i'm not having grown up, you know, I've, I've, I've appreciated all the things that I've learned. It's not like my, it's not the only thing I'm going to base my life on where I'm not going to sort of only take the lessons from the Bible and sort of mm -hmm. move forward. I, it's mm -hmm. a, it's a piece that I'm mm -hmm. putting into the bigger picture. And, um, and that's been my experience where I, yeah, I think it's been there, a really solid piece. Yeah, uh, even even in the yeah, in the only you know, Christianity being two thousand years old, Presbyterianism being about five hundred years old, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the Presbyterian tradition, it is commonly referred to as a three-legged stool that is scripture, mm -hmm. scripture, tradition, and reason, mm -hmm. and these three things are what lifts us up and. You're right. I mean, to be a part of a of a church that is not so stuck on one leg of that stool, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. I, I was just telling a parent on the way here that because uh, I, I sensed a, almost a little bit of concern. I don't know if there was or not, but I thought there might have been. I said, you know, we we really let people kind of make their own make up their own mind about about the scripture, about our faith, about their own faith mm -hmm. journeys. What we recognize is there are a lot of right answers. There are some wrong answers. If you're going to yeah. take our faith and make it into something yeah. really hateful, we're going to say right. that's wrong. 
But yeah. we're open. There's not just one right answer here, and there yeah. are a lot of right answers, and we want to embrace all those. So mm-hmm. our, you know, in youth ministry, our leaders are never beholden to you having to recite a specific thing back to us because that's not what we're right. trying to do. Right. It's far more important that you turn into someone like John Gibbs, that is hey. a kind, generous, <laughs> joyful human being, and then. If you turn into someone that can just recite a bunch of verses, um, I mean, it'd be great if we could have both. But if we could have one, we'd rather have John Gibbs. (laughs) Thanks, man. You know, Uh, that's. Are there any spiritual communities or faith communities you found outside of Westminster? Like, it's always like, it's always there. It's always like a place I can go back to. Yeah. Um, And so, how long will you be in Los Angeles? Are you? The plan is like a year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and that seems like long enough that you could find another community. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. definitely interested in, in um, mm-hmm. even though I've been here for, I've, I've only been here for a few months where uh-huh. that actually, that few months was actually, I was back in the Bay for like the first, I mean, at least half the time, the first couple of months. Yeah. So it's been a weird move. Um well, I know you're a very materialistic okay. kind of guy. You had to transport a lot of stuff. So. <laughs> right. All my all my bits and bobs and uh, so, trinkets and all those so things. So if you are looking for a faith community now, then what are the things you're looking for? Because I've always felt like Westminster was there. It's just a reflection on how good I felt about it, um, mm. where it was – I really couldn't, like, really couldn't put – to say that you know Westminster really ever put a foot wrong, and so if it could be like Westminster, that'd be uh, a pretty sweet. I mean, honestly, yeah. um, just a place where you can exchange those ideas, or mm. just if you need like a place where you can sit down on a Sunday morning and listen for a little bit and yeah. like kind of reset. Um, and right. I know that's not a hard no. bar to find. Yeah. Um, it's pretty simple for me. I think. Um, having a place that has an open dialogue and yeah, and a place where you can just sit and be. And, yeah. you know, we, we, Rob does so, and Bethany as well, does so well describing this as a sacred place and a sacred time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of the reasons, I don't know if people know this, it's one of the reasons why we preserve a lot of these words that we don't use in our common language, like narthex mm-hmm. and him, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It's because when you come here, you recognize this is a different place, you know, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. hopefully we create an atmosphere that is peaceful, that is rejuvenating to your soul and spirit. Mm Because there are a lot of people that, you know, are just kind of spiritually exhausted and, Mm -hmm. you know, they come here to to kind of be recharged. And there is an interesting point where, um, where I kind of was at, you know, a, a bad point, but I was, I had expressed to some, a couple of buddies where it was like, I, I felt like there was a missing piece in, in my spiritual mm. self where it didn't have to do with necessarily with church or faith, but mm. I was like, I felt like something was missing where yeah. um, my spirit was definitely out of whack. I was kind of like, I was kind of uh in a sidecar not driving the motorcycle you know it was just kind of like it felt like i was tagging along with somebody that that wasn't really 
in control. And I, I think that I just wasn't aware who that person was or yeah. who, you know, yeah. where that person was spiritually. And I think, you know, I, it, I feel like, um, feeling like myself again and being back in control, uh, yeah. with like, with the, the parts that we've yeah. talked about, like, yeah. um, yeah, I think the spirit has kind of like found itself again and I didn't really need to work on it too much. Yeah. It was just kind of like a, a nice byproduct where it's like being more present, being, yeah. um, being able to feel good. Um, it's, you know, it's back and, yeah. and be, but being able to sort of reflect on that more because yeah. I'm more at peace. Yeah. Um, that'd be nice. I'd be yeah. interested. It, yeah. And it's hard to describe what, church does for you. I mean, the word church, we think when you say I'm going to church, we usually refer to a building, yeah. uh, but really what it is, it's the relationships. It's, you know, yeah. that sort of sacred time of music mm -hmm. that you don't hear normally where mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. there were, you know, you, there was a question that would be brought up at either Sunday school or just like in general, I think it was something that mm -hmm. the, the congregation would do where it's, uh, it's just sort of, where's your church? My dad's favorite answer is always going sailing. It's just yeah, like his favorite answer is the best. Yeah. Um, he doesn't really change that too often. It's totally yeah. fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, but like finding your own church where, um, where those, some of those like pieces of scripture that really kind of stuck with me of the very few that I remembered, but were you know, generally talking about sort of the connection with the outside world connection with nature and where nature was sort of doing its own thing aside from human intervention, aside from, yeah. you know, our own um, yeah. things that we are going to do to it. <laughs> um, but being in nature and being connected in that way, um, it, it definitely has similarities to being in church because you are connected with the congregation, you're connected mm -hmm. with people, but um, sort of being in the greater world. And as the kids would say, going and touching grass, like it yeah. is super beneficial and it's super, yeah. Um, yeah. super important in my life in terms yeah. of getting out in nature, whether it is getting to go sailing or going on a hike or doing different things. And I think that's really important. Yeah. It's, it's uh, yeah. been interesting to try to find the nature down in LA. It is such a sprawl. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but you know, hey. well, now that, now that you're feeling a, a spirit of peace more and more, and you'd be like, kind of, you, you, you got, somebody's got control of that motorcycle. Now, where, hey. where do you, if you, See if you know where do you feel like the spirit is leading you now, or can you it's see? Hard very, to know. Or is it a little foggy? <laughs> it's not necessarily that it's fog. Yeah, it's not necessarily that it's foggy, but uh -huh. well, maybe I like the fog. I grew up in fog. I, was, true. I grew up in yeah. gosh darn Tiburon, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. mind the fog. Uh -huh. um, and just like I was texting you earlier, you're like yeah. you're a man of spontaneity, and I was like, <laughs> I love it. It's some about it. I just love sort of like not really knowing exactly. Yeah. Um, I think that are, you know, when I was talking about something that's important, that's, you know, important to sort of like feel good for yourself. Mm -hmm. As long as I know that I'm spont spontaneous or feeling good about not knowing, like that's good enough for me in a lot mm -hmm. of ways. But if I ever feel like I'm sort of not quite in control anymore or not quite 
mm. knowing what that next step is and it's bothering me, then I'll slap, uh, you know, a solid plan together. And I know that that's sort of like the strategy to knock that out. Mm -hmm. um, I'm kind of, I'm cool with, uh, right now, what's cool is we've got work on the house that mm -hmm. um, is, uh, is taking up time. I'm looking for a job, but it's been nice to sort of have this move and work on the house and, yeah. um, and make it work. Um, yeah. so yeah, finding, uh, finding a job in yeah. whatever different kind of field, um, you know, me, the Renaissance man, I'll you, are Renaissance. <laughs> you are genuinely like so talented at so many things. I'll you figure know? it out somehow. He's a, what do they say? He's a Jack of all trades, a master of none. Master of none, baby. That's right. <laughs> I'm pretty good at a lot of things. That's Not right. great at one thing, but Hey, um, yeah. but yeah, you know, um, I think uh, I'll figure something out. <laughs> I, um, I, I was wondering, and I want to ask you about something I was thinking about while you were sure. talking earlier about people here recognizing kind of the privilege they have, all the opportunities and access that they have. Yeah. Yeah. And then internalizing that as, so I better hit a grand slam. I better do something great. Yeah. And right. Grand Slam, great meaning, go to the best college. Uh, right. And I think about people who go into the trades. People in my family went into trades. People in my family went into the military. Um, mm -hmm. and, I, and I wonder then if – it just seems interesting to me that if you're growing up in a place with access, opportunity, and a safety net for their yeah. children – then mm -hmm. why aren't more of these children going into fields that aren't as lucrative possibly yeah. down the line? Right. I mean, the idea, cause the reality is you could go away to school and get your business degree and, and really make, you know, moderately more than a plumber or an electrician or something. Yeah. Uh, but if you, well, it's just, and so yeah. if, if there's so many families here who have a stable safety net for their kids, yeah. Then why don't their kids feel allowed to pursue a a career outside of a office job, you know? Yeah. Or yeah. academic job. It's such a the, these are all sort of like complicated questions because there's so many different ways to come at them um and there's a lot of pieces that go into sort of like what's the purpose? What's you going to what you going to do? Um but with the with this particular angle of like with that privilege mm -hmm. um what are you going to do with it you know like if even as much as i can sit here with you and say you know this you you should just disregard the competition or you should disregard whatever yeah. people are going right. to say yeah you know like easy. disregarding you know not you know taking your privilege with the pie and saying that's who i am and it still takes like working on it for yourself it's hard work to like sort of try to come in with like this strategy of like i'm gonna take this opportunity and do it for myself even if your parents are super loving and and but in the background there's still like this expectation you know like even if you love them you want to do right by them it's you know you're on your own experience it's like yeah. you're you're taking the one part is where you came from, the foundation that you have. And then the next part is what you're going to do with it. And, mm -hmm. and honestly, 
if you can connect them, that's cool. If you yeah. don't connect them, that's totally fine. Like you're going to be living with what you're going to be doing and that's going to yeah. be for yourself. You know, that's going to be your day to day and, you know, make it for yourself. Like, I think, I think to some kids, if their expectations are high, if parents' expectations are high, um, or just the environment's expectations are high in a few years, if you like, it is hard to see this in the future. If you are living day to day, feeling good for yourself, that'll come out. And I swear to anything, it, it is just everything else will work itself out. Your parents might take a while to say, even if they are disappointed, which I don't think it's going to be true, really. I think parents love above anything else, but there is some, some that are still mm -hmm. disappointed. They're still, they're going to see you're doing well. And they're like, man, I'm happy, mm. you know, or they're, you know, if you're loving what you do, it'll come full circle. It will like focus, like the foundation is be loving, sort of love what you do mm. and, or love your journey, love the part that, that makes yeah. it hard and, yeah. and bad and good. And it'll work itself out. Like, so mm. I think it's hard to disregard where you come from. I think, you know, I'm not, I'm not sort of, I'm not up in the clouds thinking that, you know, the internet's not a thing where if you say that you're from Tiburon or you're from Marin, people aren't going to say sick, rich kid. Like, what do you, what like, what's your worth to me? Like, there's going to be people like that. There's going to be people that are going to check your privilege. There's going to be people that you're living your own experience. You didn't, you didn't have a say where you yeah. grew up. Like right. you're, you can yeah. open yourself up to being more kind. Yeah. And, and even if people are coming at you from a hard angle, yeah. again, that's their problem. That's yeah. something that they got to deal with. Don't let it be what you're dealing with. You got to deal with your own stuff. Like mm. be the things you can control are what you put out and what you can do for yourself. Like that's what you're controlling. Put out good, be a good person. I don't know. John Gibbs, like ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> hey, John Gibbs, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I think it was a lot of jibber jabber, but that's that, all is, I got. that is more. As always, you are more than enough. More than enough, my friend. Uh, Appreciate it. And so are you. Uh, Thank you for doing this. Yeah. It's been nice. are... I mean, it feels like I'm just talking to you on the phone, but yeah. Yeah. I kind of wasn't strictly aware, but the big the big thing about faith in like the news was this bad stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You know, it was it was how religion kind of could be weaponized or extremified. Yeah. where it's it, it's i mean even in a light way like weaponized might be the term where it is used as ammunition for bad for like yeah foundationally bad things to sort of say you know because uh, i have this hilarious like i guess a good example of it and, I, and it sort of goes into like what what i you know movies are good mm -hmm. i one of my favorite movies to go back to like every two to three years, not because of religion strictly, but it's a big part of it. Um, is Kingdom of Heaven with uh -huh. Orlando Bloom, 
not the not like the original. You gotta watch the director's cut. It's like a Lord of the Rings situation. Uh -huh. You're gonna need three and a half hours. Yeah, but it's about the Crusades, mm -hmm. and it it's got sort of this angle that, um, that just like is so poignant and like timeless. With, I mean, I know they were how, the how writers were look looking at this lesson, and it was like there this was the way that they wanted to write it, um, because it it's it's totally good where there's you've got templars who are using christianity as a weapon yeah. and you've got i mean this is a hundreds of years long war yeah that people were trying to take back jerusalem whether it was you know templars or christianity or whether it was um islam or whether it was you know yeah. it was just this huge kerfuffle on who was right mm -hmm. who is the righteous who's yeah. who's rightful owner of this holy right. space right? right there's like a comically hilarious character that um that just his only like i swear his only his only script was saying the three words god wills it about yeah. 20 times okay yeah. he would like yeah. scream it he, and it, i i was seeing it with my brother and it was just like yeah. the we couldn't stop laughing every time <laughs> he said it. it was just like yeah but it was because he was weaponizing mm -hmm. the the word of god to try to yeah. just you know twist into these means that are really like foundationally yeah. bad and yeah. sort of using it as a weapon where yeah that's that is a timeless lesson you can't i mean it's to this day you know you've got people that try to use what are essentially stories on how to live life they're using it to sort of say these people are wrong right and we are right because and i i've never really agreed with the idea that um it's a competition of the faithful it's a competition of who's more faithful mm -hmm. um i think there's levels to it mm -hmm. um i think there's all levels to everybody's relationship with a mm -hmm. spiritual experience i think if you can if you can i think there's a lot to benefit from the positives mm -hmm. um and you know i think what ends up happening is there are negatives and that's what the news focuses on so circling back it's like uh, well not news not news Sure. Just in general, yeah. the per perception currently in yeah. social media, in in yeah. popular culture, is that um, people are tired of it being used for bad, um, mm. and it's turned into like this general sweeping sort of yeah. um, distrust, and for you know good reason because people have weaponized it. But there's a lot to learn. Uh, there's a lot to sort of be um gain from the positives and essentially like a scientist like a historian using it as tools to move forward right. using it as a historical account you know to move forward and it's it's a it's yeah that's, yeah. that's it it's crazy um, we i i share the sermon that launched the crusades with middle schoolers every year mm. uh, 
Pope Urban, and I don't remember it verbatim, but in it, he says, we're going to go and destroy that vile race. Yeah. And you just that's, think, that doesn't that's sound a, too like that's too a holy. sermon, right? That's yeah. a sermon, you know. Yeah. And yeah. what are you talking about, man? And it just right. when you read it, mm-hmm. I think for those of us living today, thank God, we mm. look at that and we can't imagine any anybody, even mm. in a church that is, <laughs> we might say not as inclusive, mm-hmm. you wouldn't even hear something that harsh there. Like, I mean, not not in, yeah, not in our not like society, that. right? Yeah, I mean, so yeah. it, interestingly it, enough, it could be still in this world, but yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. sure somebody's saying it out there, but yeah, you know. Yeah. But to think this was the Pope, like this was mm-hmm. the figurehead of the, the Catholic guy. Church at the time. Yeah, the Orthodox. Big news. Yeah, the, the Orthodox <laughs> Christians. I mean, they were kind of scattered and suffering at that time, but right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a yeah. wonder that. It, it it's hard it was it's hard for us to go back and look at the people who like mr rogers would say try to find the helpers you yeah. know there were helpers at that time yeah. st francis one of them and you know jan who's right. these other people who kind of stood up against the religious mm-hmm. authorities which is what jesus mm-hmm. did and mm-hmm. jesus kind of what you're saying it I think it's what scared a lot of the religious leaders in his time is that he didn't make it a competition anymore. It's not about mm-hmm. how much Torah you've memorized. It's not about right. how fancy your clothes are anymore. It's not about mm-hmm. how much you gave to build the temple. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's about a broken and contrite heart is what the psalmist right. said. It's, a, you know, right. and mm-hmm. there were, but if you, you can imagine if you've spent, multiple years or multiple generations trying to reach the top of the religious hierarchy. And -hmm. here comes this guy saying, none of that matters. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're like, well, wait a minute. What was I wasted all my, all this time for, you know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And Uh, yeah. And then you get to get into like a competition of truth and yeah. Yeah. I think it's an upper interpretation as long as you're not, not putting it against your fellow human. I think yeah. a lot of, a lot about the Bible is the human experience and yeah. how we live together, how we work yeah. together, how we relate to nature. Yeah. Like I was talking about earlier. Yeah. And that's a great explanation. And, I, yeah. I always tell people it is the Bible is not a book. It's 66 books written over the course of over a thousand years by about 40 some people. It mm-hmm. is a reflection of our best understanding of who the divine is, of who God is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why there are parts of it that contradict one another. I mean, at mm-hmm. a certain time and place, this was what wisdom of understanding who God is. Like, that's what it looked like in right. the book of Joshua. And in the yeah. book of Malachi, it looked like this. That was mm-hmm. the, that was Malachi's mm-hmm. best understanding of mm-hmm. who God is and what God wanted in that time and place. And mm-hmm. when you read Second Timothy, it's what Paul was thinking. This is what God wants in this time and place. And there's, yeah, there is so much rich wisdom there that, for one, it's I get it. It's kind of a different. It's in such a different setting and time than we're familiar with. It's hard to piece together yeah. some of that some of the books are more yeah. relatable than others but there yeah. is a there is a richness to it for sure yeah but oh, again, we can we, keep talking yeah we, have we can keep priests, talking about that 
<laughs> right. We have those three stools, though. I mean, we've got scripture, yeah. tradition, and reason. You know, there's, yeah. mm-hmm. and you know, we kind of hold them all together. And just like everybody's interpretation, I would say to sum it up, just like everybody's interpretation is different and nothing's perfect. Westminster is yeah. not the way. It's not perfect, but I gotta say. It's pretty good. You yeah. guys do a pretty good job. Works pretty you. awesome. Well, I yeah, mean, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, <laughs> I think in general, I'm yeah. pretty happy with my experience. Yeah. Five star Yelp yeah. review. Yeah, oh, good, yeah. good. You yeah. know, drop us one. You don't know how much that helps. So I got you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I owe, it, I, I owe it at least a five star review after all these years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, all right. I better get going, man. It was great chatting get with you, kids. Isn't it uplifting to hear people, even miles away and years removed from your church, still speaking so fondly about our people? You're all crafting a community of openness and exploration, and to our tens of listeners, I hope you know that you also, your personality, your spiritual journey, your gifts, your talents, all of you help make Westminster the place that serves as a light to all of us. So. That's it for us this summer, our My Journey update. If there are people you want to hear from next summer, let me know and we'll reach out to them. In the meantime, if you want to connect with Johnny Gibbs, you can find him on Instagram at sales underscore and underscore nails. I think he's also available over on the Facebook. Also, feel free to share these episodes with friends and neighbors if you think they might enjoy and or benefit from them. As with anything we do at WPC, we do it and hope to shine a light. So, in the words of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, let your light shine. Because people don't put a light under a bowl, nope. They put it out on the stand so it gives light to everyone in the house. May it be so for you. God bless you. See you around.